Friday. Yo, what's up? Super dope. Uh, we've been talking a lot this week. Uh, Monday, new pod. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all new pods. So today I wasn't going to release anything. But uh, as you guys know, um, over the last week or so, I've had a weird pinched nerve in my neck and haven't been able to move my head much or move my arm, left arm much. It's It's been a fucking struggle a little bit. But uh, I'm like 85, 90% back. Um, so much to the point where I could pick up a guitar today and be able to comfortably play it. So uh, I was able to check off one of the last big boxes on my to-do list and getting the uh, the Death Note theme song recorded. Uh, we used a stand-in. We used a stand-in theme song throughout recording uh, for this podcast series. So uh, I didn't want to rip off someone else's uh, jam. So I made sure to do my own. Uh, you're going to hear that in a minute because uh, I decided uh, maybe it'd be a good idea, uh, given everything we've been doing with the Patreon stuff, which we'll talk about more in a second, uh, to actually share uh, Volume Zero. Uh, that's what we call it. It's like uh, the pre-Death Note podcast for the podcast series. So me and Feds got together, discussed uh, Death Note prior to us actually digging into the first episode, uh, seeing as we'd both watched it in the past. So you're going to hear that first episode in just a couple minutes. Uh, about the Patreon. So, Patreon has been a real dick. It's probably the best way I can explain it. Um, they've undergone a couple of different changes uh, since, shit, I don't know, January, February. Um, and I definitely owe some apologies to a couple people who apparently were getting content that we were putting out, but <laughs> it like wasn't falling under the right tier. It was falling under... A, a former tier at $10 instead of the $5 tier, which it should have been fallen into. So I think maybe that's Cisco and, and Sean. Um, love you guys. Sorry, I didn't realize that was happening. I wish you'd fucking said something. But uh, hey, whatever. Um, I bring all of that up uh, to say all these Patreon changes. I'm no longer able to release the entire Death Note series all at once for a flat fee. Um, basically, it's membership or nothing. So... Um, I could theoretically release all of the episodes all at once and hope that you guys will go listen to them for the $5 a month tier uh, and then hope that you stick around for an additional month. But um, I actually had a little bit of a better idea, I think, anyway. Uh, maybe I'm just making more work for myself in the long, in the long run. Uh, I'm hopeful that um, some of you guys will be interested in this. But how about this? Um, so the first two episodes, Volume 1, excuse me, Volume 0 and Volume 1, uh, are over on the Patreon now. Volume Zero is open to the public. Uh, volume One is up there for uh, people who want to jump in that $5 tier. Uh, there's also a uh, a preview of all of the show notes for the first 11 episodes that we've done. Uh, and some of them, I mean, if you listen to the public feed yesterday, I believe, for the Death Note Netflix shit show, uh, where I said a record number amount of F-bombs, um, it, even I was surprised with how much I swore that day. Um yeah, if you listened to the end of the show yesterday, you saw, or heard rather, Feds reading off some of the more ridiculous bullet points that he could make out of my scratch handwriting. Uh, I wrote those up, and they're over the... I wrote those up, typed them up, and uh, they're over there on the Patreon for you to be able to view now for free, uh, just so you can get kind of a preview of what these first 10 episodes are shaping up to be. They're really fun. Uh, they're quick ones, like 30 to 40 minutes typically, so uh, you know we're going to start to release them um, one a day, Monday through Friday. Um, so Volume 2 will be up on Monday, uh, the 22nd. Volume 3, Tuesday. Volume 4, Wednesday. So on and so forth. Um, 
I've been having a good time talking with you guys on the public feed each day this week and just checking in quick and saying, hey, here's the podcast. But, you know, actually sitting down in the morning and, I don't know, saying, hey, what's up? That's I've actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, so I think I'm going to carry it over to the Patreon. So we've already recorded all of these Death Note podcasts. We've already recorded half of Cowboy Bebop, and the second half is starting this week for other record, like the last half of recording. So we've already got like 50 episodes in the queue. Um, and if we're doing five a week, I don't know how math works, but what is that, like fucking 10 weeks if we don't record anything from here on out, which, again, we are continuing to do. Um, so yeah, if you want to go join the $5 tier on the Patreon, um, you can get on that Monday through Friday plan with this Death Note Super Dope. And then, uh, when we go to Bebop Super Dope and then whatever other ones we're doing on the way, we can talk about that more if you're on the Patreon. And while we're on the topic of, uh, new patrons, uh, welcome to the $1 tier, Mr. Caleb. Caleb. He is the co-host of the Holy Nerdy Podcast. If you did not hear my discussion with them a couple of weeks back, I suggest you go listen to it. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, all the places where the podcasts live. We only get into it about Vic for about an hour at the end. It's only three hours long. Go check it out. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Old Patreon stuff. So, And by that, I mean My Hero Academia and the original Dragon Ball, the OGDB Subadoop. Those are actually... All free right now. There's 25 episodes over on the Patreon. So even if you don't want to go hop on Death Note, maybe you're not a fan of Death Note, maybe you don't have five bucks a month, uh, whatever. Um, go hop over to the Patreon and there's 25 episodes up there for you for free between My Hero Academia and the OG DB Super Dope. And personally, I love My Hero Academia. I'm very passionate about it. And uh, OG DB is just such a fun fucking episode. It's just such a fun series, rather, to do episodes with because... Lots of comedy, lots of laughs, dude. Lots of good times. Also, lots of drinking in that one for some reason. But yeah, we got some free stuff up there. You got the preview of the show notes for the first 11 episodes of Death Note. We worked hard on these. Well, hopefully, you'll uh, go check out the Patreon and uh, consider the $5 tier. Like we said, all the material is already recorded. 85% of the way edited. Um, I just got a couple of last, thing th- last minute things. And mostly, they revolve around dropping in the theme song that I just recorded this morning that you will hear in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hopeful my goal is 10. If I can get 10 of you guys to uh, be able to hop onto the Patreon, that $5 a month tier, I'll consider this a worthwhile thing. Um, and we can see if we can keep this going. I don't know, maybe maybe past uh, Death Note and, and Bebop. Um, not too thrilled with Patreon and how they're changing things, but um, they have another change coming on May 7th uh, that basically said, hey, if you want to keep your old rates and we don't, get to take even more of the money um you have to make a decision so uh this is my this is my uh short on time decision um i'm hopeful that at this point next year we'll have enough premium content quote unquote premium content uh to do something else with it outside of patreon so uh, in the meantime help support us patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope uh 25 free episodes up there for you and then new episodes of death note super dope coming out Every day, Monday through Friday, for uh, the next uh, however fucking many weeks. 39 episodes divided by five. What's that? I don't fucking know. It's like eight weeks almost, right? Sheesh. Maybe I'll sprinkle in some other shit, make it a full eight weeks. Who knows, man? All right. Uh, here is Death Note Volume Zero. Me and Feds. Get ready for this theme song, man, because I like how it came out. I think this might be the best one I've done. Uh, thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. Let's see if I can get 10 of y'all to sign up for this shit. Let's go 10. Thank you. 
fucking song pumps me up like none other. Really? When they did the second Death Note theme song, I was like, what the fuck is this noise? Because that's uh, what it sounds like. Noise. The second one's way more metal, though. Mm. Different variations of metal, I guess. So if you're listening to this today, welcome in. I guess we'll just call it Death Note Super Dope for now, because... Uh, yeah, I guess that worked. Yeah, it didn't really put in a name. No real thought on that. But uh, if you're listening to this, we're going to assume we're recording this today on January 2nd of the new year. So happy new year. I don't expect you guys to hear this till April. So um, happy new year retroactively three months ago. And uh, we surprise are going to release a full, complete set of Death Note podcasts on our Patreons starting today. We're kicking off the first episode with one of my best friends for the last 15 years. My brother Feds. What is up, everybody? Yo, I'll tell you what's up. Fuck you for having never been on a podcast before. The thing with Feds is he doesn't really fuck with anime, but I made him watch Death Note like one time. And that was it. He went home and binge watched the whole thing in like six hours. Yep. Or however, much. <laughs> however long it could like, like the least nah, amount like, of time possible. It was like a month, but still. It was quick, though. It was yeah. quick. That shit bit you hard. And, uh, Real hard. And one of the many animes that got suggested to us to review or talk about or whatever is been Death Note. And there's a couple of reasons for that, I think. Um, and I kind of want to take this first episode not only to like let you guys get to know Feds a little bit more, but just to talk about Death Note as a, um, I guess, like a cultural, I don't Phenomena? know. I guess. I mean, to an extent. See, there we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but like, there is a lot going on even in present day with Death Note. And you guys might be thinking that I'm talking about the Netflix ad- adaptation, the American one that was so poorly received that was recently greenlit for a second one. Some what? They, they greenlit it for a sequel. Um, I don't know how that But there are a million other things going on throughout the entire fucking world that revolve solely around Death Note. So... I want to talk a little bit about um, what I think made this thing um, so crazy successful and relevant within its time, and even today, especially today, when we take a look oh, yeah. at the themes a little bit more in depth. But uh, let's let's talk about it. So, taking off, uh, I don't know, one of the Wikia pages. I don't give a shit. Just for sake of like uh, completeness, I like to borrow these things. Uh, Death Note, or First racist comment. Desunote <laughs> is a Japanese manga series written by Skume Oba and illustrated by Takeshi Obata. The story follows Let Yagami, a high school student who stumbles across a mysterious otherworldly notebook, the Death Note, which belonged to the Shinigami Ryuk and grants its user the power to kill anyone whose name and face they know. The series centers around Light's subsequent attempts to use the Death Note to change the world into a utopian society without crime as a godlike vigilante named Kira. We'll get into Kira and how that in and of itself is kind of racist. And the subsequent efforts of an elite task force of law enforcement officials consisting of members of the Japanese police agency led by L, an enigmatic, an enigmatic, an enigmatic, fuck. What's the word? Enigmatic. Wow, so I was saying it right. International detective to apprehend him and end his reign of terror. 
Uh, first serialized by Shueisha Manga Magazine Weekly Shonen Jump from December 2003 to May 2006. 108 chapters total, uh, published into 12 volumes between 2004 and 2006. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the anime adaptation. Uh, 37 episodes total. So we'll see if we can stretch this bad bitch into 40 episodes. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Maybe we can do that. Maybe more. Maybe less. Who fucking knows? Uh, anime was developed by Madhouse, uh, directed by Tetsuro Araki. A light novel based on the series written by Nisio Isin was also released in 2006. Additionally, various video games have been published by Konami for the Nintendo DS. So I don't own a DS. I don't think I've ever played one. I've seen one, but... What I didn't f- realize they even made fucking video games for this shit. What the fuck does a Death Note video game look like? I have no idea. You run around like feverishly scribbling down people's names and, <laughs> and, and like <laughs> dates and shit in a notebook. This person is doing wrong. I must write it. Like that would be probably as entertaining as that Japanese businessman game that we had for <laughs> for SNES slash Super Famicom that one time. Yeah. We bought it with the expectation that we'd be able to beat people up with briefcases and throw phones at people and shit, but... That was not the case. No, dude. It was just a lot of making text-based decisions with... If you can't read Japanese... It's pointless. It's pretty much pointless. Uh, We did use some kind of cheat code to go see the end of the game because I wanted to see how the Japanese businessman story concluded, but (laughs) it was just more text. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I assume his career was very successful and he uh, ascended through the ranks to break through that middle management glass ceiling and become CEO of some Japanese company. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Additionally, the series was adapted into three live action films in Japan on June 17th, 06, November 3rd, 06, and February 2008 and a television drama in 2015. I have never watched any... I've never watched any of the live action shit. Nope. Not I heard the Jap- I heard the Japanese ones are decent. Yeah. Um I I read a little bit about the most recent installment, I think of the television drama. Oh no. It was this uh fourth film. Uh, a mini series entitled Death Note New Generation and a fourth film were released in 2016. An American film adaptation was released on Netflix. So <laughs> August 24th, 27th. Literally watched it for a half hour. Did you get sick to your stomach and throw up? Pretty much, yeah. That's what I did I was I like Dragon Ball Evolution the first time. <laughs> I literally got sick. To, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was sick anyway, but the movie didn't help. I did blow chunks. And normally, like, you know me. With movies, I'm like, eh, if it's okay, I'll like it. But for me to turn off a movie a half hour into it, it's going to be fucking terrible. Well, I'm sure the idea that you know Light Yagami and L and all these fucking that's characters true. as the anime versions of them, you're probably like, huh, that's not Light. That's not L. That's not Misa. Like, all this shit. No. So it's just tough to... Right, right automatically, they're starting in the hole. Never mind the poor... I assume poor because I never tried to watch it and probably never will. Maybe I will for this podcast. That'll be like the Dragon Ball Evolution episode of this podcast. Yeah, we can... Yeah. So we'll have to track down four Japanese films. Maybe we'll do one on the television. Shit, man. This podcast gets longer and longer as we continue this first episode. Uh, Death Note Media licensed by Viz. Uh, That's pretty much it. All right. So we got a basic idea on what Death Note is. Uh, Super successful uh, anime that revolves around some kid with a notebook that has the power to kill your ass if you piss him off. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be a criminal if you are. You dead. You better make sure your name is secret. Nobody sees your face ever. Or else. You're super fucking dead. You dead. You dead. But an anime that only, I mean, 108 chapters is 
by manga standards, not yeah, super like, long. Yeah, I was about to say, is that long or no? Really not super long. Uh, by anime standards, 37, I'd say it's like middle of the road. I mean, if you looked at like law of average shit, just because there are so many one season and done animes. Right. Uh, so there are a lot of animes that just float out there with like 10, 15, 20 something episodes and that's it. Yeah. Death Note having like a season and a half, maybe a little more, or maybe like a season and three quarters uh, with 37 episodes. It's notable, but the prolonged impact on Death Note or that Death Note has not only on the anime community, but like just fucking pop culture in general is pretty astonishing to me. And I think that I didn't grasp how big it was until I started doing a little bit of research for this sit down today. Let's just talk about recent shit that's happened in the world of Death Note. Uh, November 30th, 2018. So what? Six weeks ago, episodes four, five, and six for the Death Note audio drama were released in Germany. Did you know that there's an audio death note drama in Germany? I did not. Can you speak German? No. Although I learned some German words over Christmas. I can speak. Uh, most of my German is mostly industrial. So I, I don't know. A Russian language concert for the death note, the musical death note, the musical uh, was performed for the first time on November 24th, 2018. I'm kind of interested. I want to hear it. Oh yeah, me too. I listen to a lot of weird Japanese, like, pop rock shit anyway so i mean getting, i don't but i'm still interested getting over the language barrier barrier wouldn't be that much of a fucking hurdle for me right uh october 26 2018 a month previous the first three episodes for death note audio drama were released in german we already knew that october 2018 announcement Nobody gives a shit about Wiki and moving to fandom.com august <laughs> 22nd 2018 announcement so it's been what four and a half months. A sequel to Netflix's 2017 abortion Death Note film is in development. Oh, and uh, a week previous to that, the board game Death Note Confrontation was released. A board game? A fucking board game? What's the what's How, the what's the end game? The end like, game is to kill as many criminals as possible <laughs> without getting uh, caught by the by L. crime force and L. Or uh, are you L in that case? And you're trying to figure out who the fuck Kira is. It's like, it could be like Clue. Imagine I, if it was like Clue. I mean, we all know but it's the, like the, Yagami at the yeah, end of the day. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but like, at the, hmm, it is like assign know. a different character at the beginning of each game. Yeah. It's Colonel Mustard in the fucking study <laughs> with a candlestick and the Death Note. Yeah. It could, or like, Shinigami Ryuk. Or like Misa in the school with the Death Note. Or like, maybe it's just anybody's up for grabs. It could be like L in the pantry eating ice cream. And cake. And cake. And uh, with, um, I don't know. I would probably do it like real secretive and shit with like some sarin. Oh, we're going to get to sarin. We're going to get to the good, bad thing. Because it's, it's part of my initial appeal to Death Note. Who do you root for? Who yep. is the good guy? Yep. And we're going to get into that uh, a little bit more in just a couple minutes. But there are a lot of upcoming Death Note things as well. So... January 22nd, 2019, in just a few short weeks, Death Note, Light Up the New World, will be released subtitled on DVD and Blu-ray in North America by Funimation. First two Japanese live-action films, Death Note and Death Note, The Last Name, will also be re-released subtitled. So we can get those movies pretty easy now in a couple cool. weeks. 
uh, January 31st, 2019, episode 7, 8, and 9 for the Death Note audio drama. Fucking Germans, man. Germans are down with Death Note. Yeah. They're down with the vengeance. That's why. I know. Fucking scary Germans getting influenced by Kira and shit. Uh, February 2019, Jump Force video game. Uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast, I'm assuming, knows what Jump Force is. Yep. In case you don't, you do. I don't even listen to the podcast, and I know what it is. All right. So. Well, Light Yagami is pretty much one of the big bads in, uh, in this Jump Force game. That's what I've heard. Uh, February 28th, 2019, the final three episodes of the fucking Germans. March or April 2019, <laughs> a Light and Ryuk diorama will be released by Anori Creations. Uh, July 13th to August 12th, 2019, Takeshi Obata will have his first art exhibition. Huh. And then 2020, Death Note the Musical will have a third run in Tokyo. So you trying to go to fucking Tokyo <laughs> next year? I mean, to see Death Note the Musical, I might have to make an exception. Airfare's going to be a bitch. Yeah, I know. Olympics next year, too. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's probably why they're doing the run. Probably everyone because they're gonna have a, gonna be exactly right they're gonna have a shitload of people there and they want to. But if I'm an international traveler, I'm probably <laughs> not shelling out the big bucks to go see a fucking Japanese musical. I'm not gonna understand a word of. True, and if I'm there for the Olympics, I'm there for the Olympics. Yeah, like, but I'm not. Come on, man! You don't go to New York City for one thing and be like, oh, maybe I'll take in a show. Same idea. Yeah, but the Olympics are in New York. They were in like 1980. Were they? Yeah. That's terrible. Something like that. Imagine New York in 1980. Never mind with the fucking Olympics in town. Yeah, you know, like what that. What fuck show that place must have been? You must know, have like, spelled especially strong of P.S. and puke. Probably. P.S. And a lot of homeless people. Oof. Yeah. Homeless people, man. Scourge on society-ish. World needs a new plague. It's my second Dwight line today. Uh, so, <laughs> getting into some of the research for... Uh, this at least first discussion today, um, you know, what, as we just mentioned a couple minutes ago, one of the big draws and appealing things for me in getting into Death Note was uh, the morality question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Light Yagami has the ability to, you know, wipe the scourge of the earth and criminals, you know, from from the earth or at least, you know work toward building this utopian society that he pictures where there's no crime he's given the ability to do that and on paper i'm like yeah fuck crime crime's bad yeah yeah crime could suck my dick but at the cost of this one person's ability to be able to play god essentially yeah exactly so that part of it was always very interesting to me because going into the show for me it was recommended to me by a friend you know my uncle julius actually uh, watched it for the first time And after the first couple episodes I'm like yo this light dude's fucked up This is gonna be an interesting hero to watch And Julius is like Hero? What the fuck is the matter with you? You think that dude's a hero? <laughs> He's killing people all willy nilly He doesn't give any fucks <laughs> And I'm like yeah but He's the main character and he's killing bad guys And he's killing bad guys Isn't this what shonen anime is all about? Come on <laughs> So, it's a few episodes and you meet L, and yeah. we're not going to talk too much in depth, just in case you happen to be re-watching this with us, which I fucking doubt, but you meet L a couple episodes in, and you're like, oh, this guy, I guess, is supposed to be the good guy. Yeah. And then, after four or five episodes, or however long it takes for L to come in, after you've built this, understanding this 
I don't want to say relationship because it's not a relationship. Even if like uh, the relationships that you or like the understanding that you typically have for fictional characters, like Yagami, dude, you get like a whole in-depth psycho fucking view of yep. all the crazy shit brewing in his brain. Yep. So that part of it's pretty fascinating. As time goes on and he gets more and more paranoid and L is like, you know, a weirdo in himself. Like he's not really a conventional hero either. So you kind of do pick sides. You're rooting for light to fucking achieve this utopian society without crime, even though it is coming at the expense of him literally murdering thousands of people. Or or you're down with this junk food weirdo who fucking sits around crying like a monkey all day trying to solve crimes like he's some sort of Dick Tracy motherfucker. I mean, he is Dick Tracy, probably, and then some, plus yeah, Japanese, yeah, I would plus say eating cake, and then some. plus a child, plus awesome, plus yeah. weird, and pale. They're both pretty pale. Dick Tracy wore a yellow suit. And a yellow hat. Anybody who wears that much yellow in one fucking outfit, their opinion, their validity on any matter is automatically tossed out the fucking window. Not to mention, if you're a PI, wouldn't you want to not wear a bright color? Hey. I'm a detective, and basically my whole job is predicated on my ability to be able to retrieve information or facts on things covertly. Let me buy a yellow fucking raincoat. Fuck you, Dick Tracy. You ain't no L. <laughs> so, as I fell down the rabbit hole starting to research all that shit. <laughs> fucking Dick Tracy, give me all pissed off. As I fell down the rabbit hole. Uh, starting to research things for you know kind of the themes overall stuff i stumbled across something about the show that i didn't know um that i wanted to share with you guys that i feel like kind of illustrates all the bullshit that i just said about you know good versus evil whose side you pick and blah 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 and it has to do you know what fuck it i'm not even gonna try to summarize let's go read it yeah i can read you can oh. read today how often do i say that I haven't heard you say that in like the last, I don't know, four or five years now. I don't know how to read. Uh, writer Skume Oba had no particular themes in mind for Death Note. When pushed, he suggested, quote, humans will all eventually die and never come back to life. So let's give it our all while we're alive. He went on to say that, quote, no human has the right to pass judgment on another's actions. No one should play God, end quote. He said that Nier's climactic speech about good and evil was rooted in his own beliefs. In a 2012 paper, Julian Baraka Thomas characterized Death Note as heavily influenced by the conflicts between liberty and security, as illustrating that high moral ideals are easily corrupted and that people will always justify horrific acts of violence in the name of safety. Thomas writes that, quote, the price of peace is death, end quote. Thomas's papers list Death Note as one of the later and more sophisticated psychological thrillers released in the wake of the 1995 Tokyo subway sarin attack, saying that it examines the human tendency to express itself through, quote, horrific, quote, through, quote, horrific, unquote, cults and describes the negative effects of those cults on the members, on their families and on society. Through the moral relativity that characterizes the story throughout, readers are reminded that their own ideas of good and evil might not differ so much from those of extremist cult members. This is why this shit is completely fucking relevant right now. Everybody's got their own fucking idea on what a moral compass is in general. What's right, what's wrong, what's permissible, what is inexcusable, so on and fucking so forth. Yes. 
What makes that sort of fucking frame of mind dangerous, and they even have like allusions to it through the media and Death Note, is the influence that these types of ideas, not just any specific one, whether it be, you know, if you want to break it down to politics, whether it be liberal or conservative yep. or red or blue, whatever you want to say. Um, those ideas through Kira and how he eventually grows to impact, um, you know, Japan and the, I guess the world in general throughout the course of this anime that we're going to watch. Um, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like a scaled down version of people getting their information in social media silos with all these Mm -hmm. people who just kind of reaffirm their, the beliefs that that person already has. Yep. You do see, you know, well, it's Kira. He's killing criminals. He's making the world a safer place. And it kind of develops people on one side or the other. Either you're all about it. He's making the world a better place. And I'm a devout follower of Kira. Or, yo, I don't give a shit who this Kira guy is. He's a fucking murderer. He's obviously not a god. Because Mm -hmm. if he was, he wouldn't be fucking leaking things out to the media like he is. He's obviously a child. But. I didn't know dick about the Tokyo subway sarin attacks. No, me either. 1995. What the fuck was I up to then? I was six, probably watching Power Rangers, discovering Dragon Ball. I was eight, definitely watching Power Rangers. For sure. A yeah. ridge. Yeah. Probably. No, definitely. Tommy was still a Green Ranger. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't no. even think Tommy was in the picture. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Was it 96 that they did uh, the first movie? Yeah. And that but was the, but the movie was the white was the white ranger. Yeah, he though. was the white ranger by that point. I wish to do a Power Rangers podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah, would it be though? It'd be cool for like one season and then we're yeah, done. Just the original one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. I don't know. Super Dragon Ball Heroes. So I wanted to read you a little bit more about the Tokyo Subway Siren Attack. Uh, and more or less the people who carried it out. So, uh, who carried out the Tokyo Siren attacks, you may ask? The Supreme Truth. That's who, motherfucker. Otherwise known as the Om Shinrikyo. Uh, it's a Japanese doomsday cult founded by Shoko Asahara in 1984. Carried out the deadly Tokyo subway siren attack in 95 and was found to have been responsible for another smaller siren attack the previous year group never confessed they claimed that those who carried out attacks did so secretly without being known to other executives and ordinary believers asahara broad this is a really weird line asahara broadcast his singing insisting on his innocence through a radio broadcast on a signal they purchased in russia and directed toward japan wait so he like sung his com- his uh... yeah so basically on those last two paragraphs i read there was a sarin attack, like a yeah. this deadly chemical thing. Basically, right. if you don't know what sarin is, it kills all of your nerves and separates them from your body almost fucking instantly. This attack killed six people immediately, uh, impacted over 6,000 people long term. Other people died in the hospital afterwards. People lost their sight for months and months. Uh, on the sixth, and 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 following all of that, he decides he's gonna purchase a fucking radio signal from Russia and sing a song about his innocence and broadcast the signal to Japan. Imagine all that shit happening in the mid nineties. That's fucking weird. yeah, that's weird. Uh, on the sixth of July, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen, after exhausting all appeals, Asahara and six other followers were executed by Japan. 
six months ago Damn. as punishment for the 1995 attacks and other crimes. On the 26th of July, 2018, the remaining six followers on death row were executed by Japan. At 12.10 a.m. on New Year's Day, 2019, Literally yesterday. literally yesterday, at least nine people were injured, one seriously, when a car was deliberately driven into crowds celebrating the new year on Takashita Street in Tokyo. Local police reported the arrest of Kazuhiro Kusakabe, the suspected driver, who allegedly admitted to intentionally ramming his vehicle into crowds to protest his opposition to the death penalty, specifically in retaliation for the execution of the aforementioned Omcult members. Yeah, that's some way to fucking oppose that. Get this shit, dude. This dude who uh, fucking started this, this whole cult, Shoko Asahara, he came to Earth... Came to Earth as, quote-unquote, and this is what he told everybody, he's the first enlightened person to come to Earth since Buddha. Yeah. And, okay, manage, and basically manages to convince everybody that he was able to take on the sins of other people, much like fucking— He basically went on in the 90s to re-annoy re himself, not like— not reannoyed himself, but like kind of rebrand, like a soft rebrand. Instead of calling himself the first enlightened one since Buddha, he just started to call himself Christ straight up and telling people that he was able to take on their sin if they followed his teachings and ways and all that shit. And he was able to build a cult with a financial net worth of guess how much? I don't know. Uh, 10 grand. 24. 300 fucking million dollars. Are you shitting me? He would get people to buy into this call. And like one of the main draws, I guess, of this whole thing, it's like not only do they does he have this whole Christ thing where he can take away people's sins, but another big part, as you could guess from the word doomsday cult, yeah. is they believe the world's going to end. They predicted the date was going to be in 1997. So uh, as part of this doomsday cult, he uh, told people that he was able to transfer their consciousness and this is like an old meditation technique it's called like the art of conscious dying so i don't know how it works in meditation or maybe this is how it works in meditation basically before you die as a human you can either train yourself to do this i guess or there's actually people on the other side of the world who will do this for you as part of like funeral fucking services they will touch the top of your head and i guess it opens up whatever i don't know if it's a chakra or what or if i'm being a racist prick by saying that word but it allows you to travel up out the top of your head into one of the buddha planes you can pick ah. the buddha plane that you go to and you live on and basically eternal bliss for the rest of your life ah. okay. so uh yeah that dude was able to convince people who had a combined net worth of 300 million dollars that that's what we had he had to offer them what a bunch of dummies. Wow. What a bunch of idiots. I'll fucking kill you, Poncho. Does he literally bark at everything? Yeah. God. Yeah. I want to get out of here soon. Om Shinriko, which split into Aleph and Hakari Nawa in 2007, had already been formally designated a terrorist organization by several countries, including the European Union, Russia, Canada, Kazakhstan, and the United States. Japan's Public Security Investigative Agency considers Aleph and Hakari Nawa to be branches of a dangerous religion, and it announced in January 2015 that they would remain under surveillance for three more years. 
The Japanese government ended surveillance on Hakari Noah in 2017, but continued to keep Aleph under watch. Shoko Asahara and several of his followers were hanged in 2018 for their involvement in the 1995 attacks. Man, they did it old old world style. But the whole like idea of Shoko doing his thing and starting this call is he believes he's got the right way to make the world a better place. Yeah. And going back to one of those quotes from one of the white papers that we've referenced here, I don't know what the fuck it was. Uh, the price of safety is death. So the idea that high moral ideas are easily corrupted and that people will always justify horrific acts of violence in the name of safety. This dude claims he's making a better place. Yep. And he fucking murders people to do it. At what cost? At what point are you willing or at what point are you willing to go to with your own? I don't want to say moral compass because like Yagami, probably you don't really ever see what that moral compass looks like prior no. to him finding the death note. He finds a death note in the first episode. So you don't get too much backstory on what Light is like outside no. of he's a really successful student. He's really well-liked. Yep. He's athletic. He's like a popular kid in school. Ah, oh, shit. Maybe that's the fucking lesson here. Popular kids in school are more willing or more likely to become uh, raging psychopathic murderers. I mean, is that... It seems pretty true. I mean, I don't know if it was... True. I don't want to nah, say true. Nah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know a few fucking popular athletic dickheads I went to high school with who uh, probably caught a couple domestics by now at a minimum. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's killed anybody, but <laughs> I guess I'll close enough. Keep, I'll have to keep checking the police reports for them shits. Uh, but the idea that you know how far are you willing to go to execute on your ideals? What's good? What's bad? And and really, it's like your own beliefs might not be too far off from, you know, the extremist cult members that you so openly criticize. Mm -hmm. Conservatives, liberals, either way, you've got people either calling you a fucking racist if you're a conservative or a socialist if you're a fucking liberal. It's the same kind of idea. They kind of group you into either one of those buckets just because you're on the periphery there, your own beliefs. But I think what really separates... Good conservatives from bad conservatives, good liberals from bad. Because trust me, I know a ton of fucking off-road liberals, even though I, I guess, identify as a liberal. I, I know a ton of fucking terrible people on both sides. I know a ton of wonderful people on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's really more about the moral compass, not what the uh, belief itself is, right. I guess. It, no, it, I hear you on that. And the point I'm trying to illustrate, I don't know. Um, you can be, you can believe something, you can take a stance, but. You don't have to believe all of it, though. If you're to the T, if you are, um, if you are Islam, is it so? If you're Islamic, it's so fucking perfect for almost any goddamn thing we're talking about in current political America. We're probably gonna talk about politics a lot on this bitch. When you take a look at Islamic people, there are billions of Islamic people in the world, and yep. hey, hate to break it to you, conservatives, the majority of them are fucking peaceful people. <laughs> but then there's a couple of bad eggs among any fucking batch or bad apples, whatever the fuck you want to call them, and they go and commit acts of terror, uh, suicide bombings, fucking driving cars into fucking crowds. In the case that we just talked about yep. yesterday in Japan, it's not your beliefs itself; it's the the level at which you're willing to go to carry them out. I can kind of make you a good person or a bad person. On the flip side of that, Ella's really like committed to the idea of bringing order back to the world and finding Kira and capturing Kira. And he goes to great lengths to do it too. I don't know, man. I mean, 
But at the same time, L is technically a special investigator, and that's, like, kind of his job. Yeah, I guess. Should he get patted on the back for doing his job extraordinarily well? I mean... I don't know. We have a lot to break down in the, do. the next, uh, however long this series goes. I don't really know. We're planning for at least the 37. Maybe it goes 40. Maybe it goes 45. But want to take the opportunity to get this intro episode in. We are going to now watch episode one. So we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, how should we end this? Sakaina! Hey.